Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today we'll be beginning a series of Bible study. Um, today we'll be sharing with us this morning some of the things that God opened our eyes to this morning. Today we'll be looking at the book of First Kings chapter 14. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time that we have to share your word. We welcome you, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to come and take preeminence. Spirit of truth, open our eyes. Father, as we study your word, give us insight, give us understanding, give us a revelation. By your word, transform our lives. Thank you, Father. Jesus' name we pray. We cover our lives with the blood of Jesus. We cover this environment with the blood of Jesus. Let your word have its way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll be looking at the book of 1 Kings chapter 14. And we'll be sharing what, you know, some of the things the Lord brought to us this morning. 1 Kings, the, open your Bible to the book of 1 Kings chapter 14 from verse 1 to 31. I'm going to read it um, quickly and um, so that we can look at what God has for us this morning. At that time, Abijah, the son of Jeroboam, fell sick. And Jeroboam said to his wife, Arise, I pray thee, and disguise thyself, that thou be not known to be the wife of Jeroboam. And get thee to, Sh- to Shiloh. Behold, there is Ahijah the prophet, which told me that I should be king over this people. And take with thee ten loaves and cracknels and a cruise of honey, and go to him. He shall tell thee what shall become of a child. And Jeroboam's wife did so, and arose, and went to Shiloh, and came to the house of Ahijah. But Ahijah could not see, for his eyes were set by reason of his age. And the Lord said unto Ahijah, Behold, the wife of Jeroboam cometh to ask a thing of thee for her son. For he is sick, thus and thus shalt thou say unto her. For it shall be when she cometh in that she shall feign herself to be another woman. And it was so when Ahijah heard the sound of her feet, as she came in at the door, that she, he said, Come in, thou wife of Jeroboam. Why feignest thou thyself to be another? For I am sent to thee with heavy tidings. Go, tell Jeroboam. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, For as much as I exalted thee from among the people, and made the prince over my people Israel, and rent the kingdom away from the house of David, and gave it to thee, and yet thou hast not been as my servant David, who kept my commandments, and who followed me with all his heart, to do that only which was right in mine eyes, but has done evil above all that we are before thee, for thou hast gone and made the other gods, and molten images to provoke me to anger, and has cast me behind thy back. Therefore, behold, I will bring evil upon the house of Jeroboam, and will cut off from Jeroboam him that pisseth against the wall, and him that is shut up and left in Israel, and will take away the remnants of the house of Jeroboam, 
as a man taketh away dung, till it be all gone. Him that died of Jeroboam in the city shall the dogs eat, and him that died in the field shall the fowls of the air eat, for the Lord has spoken it. Arise thou therefore, get thee to thine own house, and when thy feet enter into the city, the child shall die, and all Israel shall mourn for him, and bury him, for he only of Jeroboam shall come to the grave, because in him there is found some good thing toward the Lord God of Israel in the house of Jeroboam. Moreover, the Lord shall raise him up a king over Israel, who shall cut off the house of Jeroboam that day. But what even now? For the Lord shall smite Israel as a reed is shaking in the water, and he shall root up Israel out of this good land, which he gave to their fathers, and shall scatter them beyond the river, because they have made their groves, provoking the Lord to anger. And he shall give Israel up because of the sins of Jeroboam, who did sin and who made Israel to sin. And Jeroboam's wife arose and departed and came to Tazar. And when she came to the threshold of the door, the child died. And they buried him, and all Israel mourned for him. According to the word of the Lord, which is spake by the hand of his servant, Ahijah, the prophet. And the rest of the acts of Jeroboam, how he warred and how he reigned, behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. And the days which Jeroboam reigned were two and twenty years, and he slept with his fathers, and Nadab his son reigned in his stead. And Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, reigned in Judah. Rehoboam was forty and one year old when he began to reign. And he reigned seventeen years in Jerusalem, the city which the Lord did choose, out of all the tribes of Israel, to put his name there. And his mother's name was Nama, and, and Ammonites. And Judah did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they provoked him to jealousy with their sins which they had committed, above all that their fathers had done. For they also built them high places and images and groves on every high hill and under every green tree. And there were also Sodomites in the land. And they did according to all that which the Lord cast out before the children. And they did according to all the abominations of the nations which the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. And it came to pass in the fifth year of King Rehoboam that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem, and he took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. He even took away all, and he took away all the shields of gold which Solomon had made. And King Rehoboam made in their stead brazen shields, and committed them unto the hands of the chief of the guard, which kept the door of the king's house. And it was so, when the king went into the house of the Lord, that the guard bare them, and brought them back into the guard chamber. Now the rest of the act of Rehoboam, and all that he did, 
Are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And there was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all their days. And Rehoboam slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. And his mother's name was Naamah and Ammonites. And Abijam, his son, reigned in his stead. Praise the Lord. From this place, the book of Fethim, chapter 14, from verse 1, we begin to learn about, um, you know, we, we, we are given more on the story of Jehoboam. In the last few chapters before chapter 14, we saw how God raised up Jeroboam to be the king of the ten tribes of Israel. God had made David's son, Solomon, to be king of Israel. But Solomon, Solomon loved the Lord in the beginning. He began, he, 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 you know, he, he, he served the Lord with all his heart in the beginning. He built the temple, you know, he, he did a lot in the name of God. He served the Lord. But, at, you know, he, he loved many strange women too. He married 700 wives and 300 concubines. And guess what? When he became old, these women took his heart away from the Lord and he began to build high places, began to build altars to their gods. He entered into idolatry and God was angry with him and God, you know, you know, brought judgment on him. And the judgment was that God would take, would rent the kingdom from him and give it to his servant. Jeroboam was just a servant of Solomon. And God took away the kingdom from Solomon's um, son, just left him two tribes because of David. The Bible always talk about, God always said because of David, because of David. And he gave um, ten tribes to Jeroboam. And when the prophet Ahijah was telling, um, was giving Jeroboam the message, the prophet told Jeroboam, the reason why God is why God is you know is the one taking the kingdom from um from from Solomon's lineage, you know ten ten tribes and handing it over to him and told him the conditions. If he wanted God to establish God's throne, if he wanted him to establish him as king, this and this he must do. He must keep the commandments of God. He must walk in the ways of God. And God told him what to do. Now. It, it, that was in, it, that, that was in, in chapter um in chapter um twelve in chapter eleven chapter twelve in chapter thirteen we see that you know Jeroboam did not do what but Jeroboam repeated the same mistakes the same sins that made God to take away the the, the kingdom from the hand of 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 Solomon and his son he was doing the same thing even worse even worse. The last chapter we saw where God sent the prophet, you know, who declared judgment on the altar, and we saw all that happened. And upon that, the Bible says in chapter 13, verse 33, after this thing, Jeroboam returned not from his evil way, but made a game of the lowest of the people, priests of the high places, whosoever would, he consecrated them, and he became even him, he became one of the priests of the high places. And this thing became sin, became a sin, sin unto the house of Jeroboam, even to cut it up and to destroy it from off the face of the earth. That is first Kings 13, the last few verses, 32 34. And today we now reach chapter 14. 
um, Jeroboam, his son, Abijah, escaped. Most likely, this is the boy I supposed to take over from him. Remember, he, you know, in the last few chapters, we saw where um, Jeroboam, you know, um, began to build all these high places and build altars and build uh, uh, um, places of worship, you know, build images and tell the children of Israel that, they, that those idols, those images, are the ones that brought them out of, you know, out of, you know, of bondage. His reason, you know, what the what the devil put in his mind was that that was a way to secure his kingdom, so that people would not start going to Jerusalem and maybe now, you know, um, go back to the lineage of David and maybe kill him. I mean, he forgot. Uh, now, Jeroboam forgot that it was God that exalted him and made him king. Promotion does not come from the east, not from the west, but from God. It was God that made him king. By, by right, he wasn't supposed to be king. But God is the one that raises up one and brings that another. God made him king. And it was God that, that could sustain him by his efforts. Now, the next person who was supposed to take over from him, he had done everything kingdom but he forgot that God knows where to get him now his son who was supposed to take over from him you know when he is done is sick Abijah is his name he's sick right and at this point Jeroboam who has forgotten God who has forgotten everything now remembers the prophet Ahijah the you know that told him he, he you know he you know he now remembers I you know this prophet and now sends his wife and tells her to disguise herself in verse 2 of chapter 1 Kings chapter 14. Say, you know, say, and Jeroboam said to his wife, Arise, I pray thee, and disguise thyself, that thou be not known to be the wife of Jeroboam. Wise, you know, and get thee to Shiloh. Behold, there is Ahijah, the prophet, which told me that I should be king over the people. Number one, he rem you know, people remember God when they have trouble. All the while he reigned, he was doing what he wanted, building altars, worshipping images. You know, he forgot. He forgot God. He forgot that if he had submitted to God, it is God. The same God that made him king will establish him. Now he remembers God. Now he remembers God. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and okay, he remembers God when, you know, you know, when there is trouble. Number two, he sends his wife to an asset to disguise himself. At this point, Jeroboam was still this, you know, was still living in the seat. Why did this guy? Did he not? Did he? Did he think that God cannot find him? Did he think that, you know, that it, you know, that he that that he would not be known? That the truth. Oh, and you know, he now went to consult the prophet. Where was he? Where was you know, he, why did he remember the prophet all these years? Now he was in trouble, he remembered the prophet. Why did he never go to, the, to this prophet all these years? Now you see that it means that Jeroboam knew the truth. People know the truth. When they do evil, they know the truth. He, he, you know, he goes ahead, you know, he knew the truth. But he said to do whatever he wanted. And now there was trouble. He remembers the prophet. And, you know, and what happens? Okay. He now sends the wife to go and, um, you know, to go and inquire of him. 
And he said, he shall tell thee what shall become of a child. Oh, so he knew that the prophet will tell him what will become of a child. Now, people want to live, you know, no, people want to be told the future. They want to know what will happen, but they do not want to live according to the word of God. They don't want to be governed, to be ruled by God. A, the Bible said, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Cancelo, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, and of his kingdom and of his dominion, there shall be no end. Of his kingdom, of his dominion, there shall be no end. That, I mean, that, that is in the book of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. God is king. Let us make no mistake about this. There, this world is not just you know there is a, you know there is authority there is rule god is king the bible says in the book of psalm 24 verse 1 the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein for he for he found it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. If you read Psalm 24, verse, you know, in, you know, if you go ahead in, in that Psalm 24, it talks about who will ascend to the holy hill of the Lord. Who will, you know, who it you know, you know, it said, let me open it. Psalm 24, verse 1. It says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. For he have found it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend unto into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing. The blessing. Who wants the blessing? He, this person, shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob Salah. Mm. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. What are these doors? The doors of the nations, the doors of kingdoms, the doors of death and hell. Say, so who is this? Verse 8. They are, they are questioning, who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, verse 9, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle the word of god makes it categorically clear that there is a, that there is a king there is a king he's called the king of kings and the lord of lords unto us a child is born again unto us a son is given and the government the government of the nations shall be upon his head a time is coming to you know right now people you know you know we have rulers in the world we have kingdoms we have i mean you know, kings rise and fall. Kingdoms come and go. But there is a kingdom that has no end. You know, you know, very soon, the reign of God, God is going to, you know, God is going to, you know, you know, you know bring an end to all this evil, to all the wickedness going on. Because, you know, people have, you know, people have, have forsaken the Lord, are doing what they want, thinking that, that's, 
There is no one in charge of the world. Listen, the devil deceives humanity by telling them that they are in charge, that they own their life, that they can do what they want. That is the highest deceit because for whatever action we take, for whatever we do or fail to do, we are answerable to God. If only people realize this, if men knew that they would be judged for all their actions on the last day, according to the scriptures, not according to what they think. Some people think, you know, not, not according to, to what they think is right or wrong, not according to their own perception of, of what, you know, of what is good or bad. You know, our actions, every man on earth will be judged according to the word of God, according to the scriptures. If people knew this, they'll be careful and have the fear of God. The Bible says, Proverbs 9 verse 10, the fear of, of God is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but, fool, but fools hate knowledge. Proverbs 9 verse 10. Let me open it, you know, Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. No matter what level of academic excellence you have, you may have all, all, this, all the certifications in the world, you are celebrated globally, maybe even given a Nobel Prize or whatever else is the highest price for knowledge, scientific discovery, without the fear of God, it is nothing. Why the Bible says, I mean, where wisdom, you know, where wisdom begins, the Bible says the, the, the beginning of wisdom, where the starting point of true or real wisdom is the fear of God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. It is the beginning of knowledge. And let's go ahead. Proverbs 8.13 says, the fear of God is to hate evil. The fear of God is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. Proverbs 8 verse 13. The fear of God is to hate evil. That means if you have the fear of God, which is the beginning of wisdom, is synonymous with hating evil. Hating evil, pride and arrogancy and the evil way. What, you know, you know, you know, and I, I took some time to look at what is the meaning of pride because we live in, you know, you know, our day today, the world does not see some things as wrong, but we must be careful. We must beware so that we don't get, we don't get caught off. You know, you know, we don't, you know, we don't get caught up in, you know, in the whole thing going on. Um, I looked at the, at the definition of of pride pride is said to be a feeling of or deep pleasure or satisfaction you know derived from one's own achievements the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired okay he takes pride he takes great example he takes great pride in his appearance pleasure joy delight gratification and that, you know, another um, definition of pride, confidence and self-respect as expressed by, by members of a group, typically one that has been socially marginalized on the basis of their shared identity, culture and experience. Like, you know, um, and, you know and, and they give some, some examples. Now, what is pride? Now, the verb to be, to be proud is, you know, to be especially proud of, you know, you know, of something. Now, God hates pride. 
pride is you know you know is you know is the fact um you know in Jewish culture pride is is said to be the root of you know of all evil pride pride pride. We not we, we need to be very careful. You know, some people you know describe pride that there is good. If you watch everything about pride, you know, in its definition has to do with self. Has to do with self. Pride, you know, it's it's about you know. In fact, pride is, is you know it's you know according to one of to a definition, pride is not just a, a problem. It's it, it is a problem for humanity. Pride is a deep you know a feeling of deep pleasure satisfaction in an achievement are you seeing an accomplishment or in some or in someone else or something so you know pride has to be with who one is status what where and all those things it's also being described as conceit egotism vanity vainglory all over one's you know all all over one's own appearance or status in life and not just something that's been accomplished. It's an in- inwardly directed emotion that can easily offend others and carries with it a connotation that displays an inflated sense of one's own worth or personal status and typically makes one feel a sense of superiority over others and can easily make someone look condescendingly at others. Pride in one's nation or in one's other or, or in one's own children is somewhat different from that of having pride in self. But all these things, even that, can have self, you know, can self attribute a sense of worth that is easily overvalued, overinflated. And now, you know, one thing about pride it has to be, and most that's unrealistic. More the problem with pride is it has to do with self. What is the object of pride? The Bible says, Jesus said, I can of my own self do nothing. One of, you know, you know, dealing with pride is a very, it's one thing that every Christian has to deal with. Pride. Because, because bef- you know, before honor is humility. And one of the things that, you know, God is teaching me about this issue is to see ourselves the way God sees us. Jesus, who is our Lord and Master. He he let he showed us the example. Jesus himself said, "I cannot my own self do nothing." Having you know, um, in fact, you know, if we if we realize this, that means we 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 have total dependence of God, like a child. The fear of God is to hate evil. God says He hates pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth. I looked at what it means, you know, forward, habitually disposed to disobedience and opposition to something or someone like a law. When someone is habitually, dis, you know, disposed to disobedience, that means somebody is doing something. You know, it's like we, we, you know, we, we have, we all. In our world today, we all have access to the Bible. In fact, you turn on, you know, we, you know, in, you know, in these days, we have internet. You can watch, you know, you can listen to to messages, you know, on YouTube, on, you know, you know, on the internet. You turn, you turn on the television. You hear messages. There is, I mean, the Bible says that in the last days, knowledge will increase. We have no excuse in our time. The forward mouth, they are, you know, they are, no, the word forward has to do with habitually disposed to disobedience. Somebody will do something and, you know, and, and repent. Tomorrow he will do it again. In fact, some people, they are repenting and yet in their mind, you know, they, you know, it's like it, there are so many things. 
someone does a sin, he knows it's evil. In fact, some people even commit evil. You know, they know it's evil. They even plan to do evil. That is fraud and God hates it. God hates it. We're looking at 1 Kings chapter 14. 1 Kings chapter 14, we are looking at, you know, you know the attitude of Jeroboam here. Now, Jeroboam asks the wife to disguise herself and go to the, to the prophets. You cannot hide from God. You cannot hide from God. It, you know, it, 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 it is wisdom to open up to God. Be honest before God because you cannot. He knows you. He knows your past, your present, and even your future. He even knows you more than you do. He's, I mean, you, you, you have to be honest before God. The Bible says, if you, co- you know, he that covereth his sin will not prosper, but he that confesseth and forsaketh. Not just confessing, because people confess the sin and the next day they go do it again. That person, that, I mean, that is not what the Bible says. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but he that confesseth and forsaketh shall have mercy. Shall have mercy. Now, in verse 7, we, we see, you know, um, the verdict of God. God now tells, um, you know, through his prophets, say, go tell Jeroboam, thus said the Lord God of Israel, for as much as I exalted thee from among the people and made thee prince over my people Israel. <laughs> God is the one, God, God is reminding him he was the one that exalted him and made him prince over his people Israel. And verse 8, and rent the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to him, Jeroboam. And yet thou hast not been as my servant David, who kept my commandments and who followed me with all his heart to do that only which was right in my eyes. But verse has done evil above all that we are before thee. For thou hast gone and made thee all the gods and molten images to provoke me to anger and has cast me behind thy back. Now, one of the things we should note here is that we will give accounts of all resources that God commits into our hands. Every opportunity God has given us, every position God has placed you in life, every, every resource God has given you, you will give account. We need to be good stewards of the resources of God. God lifted Jeroboam and made him prince over the people of Israel for a reason. You are not there in that in that job, in that city, in that community, in that position of leadership. You are not there just because of your, you know, of your achievements, just because you could be there. You are there for a purpose. You are there. God put you there and he will ask you what you did with the opportunity you are given to serve. Every portion of leadership is a is an opportunity and a privilege by God to serve and we will answer we are all answerable to god hallelujah now in verse 10 to 11 we see what god says to jeroboam therefore behold okay one other thing here is that we see that you know i know it's it's you know i keep seeing god god will always refer you know he said and yet thou have not been as my servant david who kept my commandments? God always refers, uh, you know, talks about David. God always talks about David. What, you know, what kind of life do we live? What kind of life do we live? And the way God talks about David, that means, you know, uh, our lives don't end on earth. Our lives don't end on earth. 
they, you know, for everyone that's ever lived on earth, they are alive somewhere. And let me tell you the truth. According to the Bible, there are only two destinations and they are heaven and hell. If you read the Bible, the truth is clear in the Bible. The Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Heaven and hell. You decide where you are going to while you are on earth. And how do you decide? By accepting or rejecting Jesus. You cannot say you have accepted Jesus and you still live in disobedience to him. No, you are not being, you know, truthful. You're not being honest. You know, it's, if you choose Jesus, you turn, you, you know, you hate the world. You hate evil. You turn your back on the world. You cannot hold Jesus and hold the world, you know, at the same time. No. In verse 10 to 11, uh, let's go ahead. Therefore, behold, I will bring evil upon the house of Jeroboam and will cut off from Jeroboam him that pisseth against the wall and him that, that is shut up and let in Israel and will take away the remnant of the house of Jeroboam as a man taketh away dung till it be all gone. Him that dieth of Jeroboam in the city shall the dogs eat, and him that dieth in the field shall the fowls of the air eat, for the Lord has spoken it. Mm. Hmm. Sin brings judgment. Sin brings catastrophe. Very serious judgment. For the sin of Jeroboam, God said he will wipe away his family. He will cut off from him a man. Of course, you know, you know, talking about pissing against the wall, it's men that do that. He, that means he will cut off from him, you know, a man. Now, are there families where you see that men do not live beyond a, you know, a certain age? Maybe it's as if in some families, the men die at their prime. They need to find out from God what the cause. What, what went wrong? What was done in the past in those families? You know, the sins of leaders, the sins of fathers affect the children, affect the lead. That's the truth because the Bible says that God is a jealous God. God visits the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of them that hate him. But he also, you know, uh, um, shows mercy to thousands of them that love him and keep his commandments. Listen, what shall he profit the man? The Bible says in Mark 8, 36-38, what shall he profit the man? To gain the whole world and lose his soul. Mark 8, 36, 38. What shall he profit? What shall he profit the man? Jesus said this himself when he was on earth. For what shall he profit the man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What 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 can you give? In exchange for your soul. 38. Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words. It is a doctor's and sinful generation. Of him also shall the son of man be ashamed. When he cometh in the glory of his father with the holy angels. Now we see something. He said, what if a man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? Now Jeroboam had, you know, he had done all. And here, you know, you know, he had brought judgment upon himself. Now we see that, you know, his sin, you know, there were, I mean, God was, God had, God decreed complete judgment upon the family of Jeroboam. Complete judgment. And now, you know, about 13, about 12 and 13, 
you know, God through the prophet told the wife of Jeroboam to go home. When he gets there, the child will die and he will be buried. That why? It was only him. It is only in him is found some good thing toward the Lord God of Israel in the house of Jeroboam. You know what? You know, sometimes it seems as if those that are good or those you no know, those that serve God may not live as you know as long as those that are wicked. You know, I think it's, I think it was in the book of was this Psalm seventy three. There was somewhere in the book of Psalms where David expressed that same thing. Sometimes it seems that you know the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Sometimes it seems as if the wicked prosper. You know, or you know, it seems as if you know. Um, as if the wicked is prospering and as if God, you know, those who serve God. If you look at the book of Psalm 73, you know, you know, you can take time and read it. It will be an eye opener. Here, God was telling the, the um, Jeroboam's wife that that son will die and be buried. Why? He alone is the, you know, is the only one that is found some good thing toward the Lord God of Israel. But every other child, every other descendant of Jeroboam, none will be buried. Those that die of Jeroboam in the city, verse 11, shall the dogs eat. Those that die in the field, the fowls of the air eat. That is for the Lord has spoken it. Now, sometimes God, you know, God takes away his children from, you know, from, you know, from judgment. God takes away his children from evil. It's like, look at Jesus. He lived only 33 and a half years. By the world standard, it's as if he, you know, he didn't live a, you know, a long life, right? But of course, he fulfilled his mission on earth. You know, people are so interested, you know, in, you know, in, you know, in, in living long. It's good. I mean, if you serve God, yes, a good long life is good. But more importantly, it's a well-lived life. It's a life lived to please God. Because it's not about, it's not about how, how many years. It's not about how long we live. It's about how, how well we live. And, you know, and what we have done with the time God gave us on earth. And the reward in heaven. Hallelujah. Um, you know, now, when we go ahead, we see more things in this place. In, you know, in verse, now, um, there's something here in verse 24. In verse 24, but, but before we look at verse 24, I want to look at verse 26. Um, we saw, said, at verse 25, And it came to pass in the fifth year of King Rehoboam, that Shisha, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem, and he took away the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the king's house. He even took away all. And he took away all the shields of gold which Solomon had made. And King Rehoboam made in their stead brazen shields and committed them into the, unto the hands of the chief of the guard, which kept the door of the king's house. Now, this is so sad. Now, we see that, that Judah, in verse 22, Judah did evil in the sight of the Lord. Now, we, are, you know, we, saw, we saw what Jeroboam did and the ten tribes. And, of course, God even God placed judgment on Israel. In verse 15, um, said, you know, the Lord shall smite Israel as a reed is shaken in the water. And shall root up Israel out of this good land, which he gave to their fathers. And shall scatter them beyond the river, because they have made their growth, provoking the Lord to anger. And he shall give Israel up 
because of the sins of Jeroboam, who did sin and who made Israel to sin. Verse 14 and 15, um, uh, verse 15 and 16 made it very clear the judgment of God upon Israel because of the sin of Jeroboam, who made Israel to sin. And they went ahead and sinned. And God declared that they will be what? That he will root them out of Israel. Now we see these things. In these modern times, we all know what happened to the land of Israel. How Israel was wiped out. And it was only in recent times, not too long ago, that, that, you know, that Israel came back to their land. According to the prophecy that has gone forth in the word of God. Okay, now, but now this is where as far back as many decades ago, as far back as many, many, many centuries ago, it was prophesied because of their sin. Sin is deadly. Sin is dangerous. Sin has, you know, sin has very bad consequences. Now, now Judah, on the other hand, verse 22, Judah also did evil in the sight of the Lord. I thought they would have learned their lesson. After God judged Solomon for his sin and took away the kingdom from, you know, from them and only two tribes were left with Rehoboam, I thought they would have repented. I thought they would have, you know, they would have, um, you know, changed and come back to, you know, to the Lord. But then Judah did evil in the sight of the Lord and they provoked him to jealousy with their sins, which they committed above all that their fathers had done. And what sins were that? But in the tree, they built them high places and images and groves on every high hill. God hates idolatry. God hates idolatry. You, 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 you can't messing around with images, bowing down to, to whatever in the name of worship, in the name, no, God hates it. God hates idolatry. And some people may say, I don't have an idol. Yes, you know, you know, you know, physical image, whatever they call it, you know, whatever they call it and they're bowing down to it in the name of worship. That is idolatry. But some people, they may not be bowing down to anything physical, but anything that takes the place of God in your heart, whatever it is, you, you know, you need to search, search our hearts. Idolatry in high places, in images, in groves, on every high hill, under every green tree, that was provoking God's jealousy. And something came up here, verse 24. And there we are also Sodomites, Sodomites in the land. And they did according to all the abominations of the nations, which the Lord cast out hmm, before the children of Israel. What is Sodomy? We remember what happened in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah, where God sent angels to go and look at what is going on in Sodom and Gomorrah, and they came to the house of Lot, and Lot, you know, uh, 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 you know, um, lodged them, and the men of the city came to the house of Lot, and we are banging on the door, asking him to bring those men. Of course, they didn't know they were angels to bring those men out that they wanted to sleep with them. It's not happening today, sodomy, what people now, you know, now call LGBT, you know, uh, you know, gay, bisexual, and all, you know, you know, and all those things. The Bible refers to them as abomination. Now, we saw what happened. The, the, 
the two places in the Bible that we saw judgment. The first place was in, I think, Genesis chapter 11, where the Bible said that the sons of God saw the daughters of men and they began to sleep with them. And giants were born in the land. And God said, Mm-mm, my spirit will not strive with man. For he, you know, for, for, for the emotion of his heart is evil continually. God made you know, God created sexual relationship. God created sex. God created sexual relationship to be, you know, you know, he made it. It is a gift, but it has to be done according to God's pattern. It has to be done within the confines of holy matrimony. Any other sexual, you know, uh, any other sexual practice any other um, sexual relationship any other you know um you know um uh, any other sexual pleasure outside holy matrimony between a man and his married you know you know and his legal wife who is a woman in the bible god made adam and eve he didn't make adam and steve so anything else is is abomination to god and those that practice it are in danger of of god's wrath and i'm not going to miss words about it because i stand where god stands and 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 i'm not going to miss words about it Look at now. We saw in the book of Genesis, chapter 11, when human beings began to mate with spirits and giants were born to them. God said, No, he, you know, I mean, God, I mean, that, I mean, that was the height of it. And God, thank God for Noah. Bible said, Noah found grace in the sight of God, and God, you know, sent a flood that destroyed the whole world wiped out the whole world the other next the next time we saw a you know that 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 kind of judgment was in Sodom and Gomorrah where God destroyed a whole city with fire with fire what happened Sodomy where men we are having you know sex with men women with women <laughs> I mean and guess what is not happening today does that not tell you a lot? The Bible says something. I want to look at it in the book of First Timothy. I'm going to open it even as we, you know, as we begin to round off. First Tim, um, Second Timothy chapter three verse one. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of them, of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away, from such turn away, the Bible says, from such turn away, this People should not be your friends. You have you should not relate with them from such turn away. If not, you the, I mean there is a tendency that you can become a partaker. The Bible you, you know, if you don't turn away, you may become, you know, ah, we need to turn away. The Bible in the last is perilous time shall come. We are living 
you know, if you look around you, all these things lifted in 2 Timothy chapter 3 from verse 1 to 5. Men will have a form of godliness. They will be religious. They will be pious. But denying the power thereof. The power of, you know, the, the power of godliness is the power of the Holy Spirit. Is the power of, you know, you know, living, you know, you know, the life of God. Sanctified life. Holy living. People, will, you know, they will have a form of holiness, but they will deny the power thereof. People don't want to, people don't want to hear, you know, people don't want to be told about holiness, about righteousness. They want to, you know, they believe in come as you are, you know, come to church, live the life you want, um, you know, just pray, God will forgive you. And then you, you know, you, you know, you, you give your life to Christ and you can do what you, you know, what you want to do. It is a lie from the pit of hell. That is not, I mean, that is, that is a doctrine of a devil. We are living in the last days. And here in this first Kings 14 verse 24, they said they were also Sodomite in the land, and they did according to all the abominations of the nations which the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. Any nation, any people, any organization, any individual involved in sodomy, involved in this kind of sin, they are calling for the judgment of God. And the same God, listen, we are living in the last of the last days. And let you know, you know, we you know, we we are this is this is countdown, countdown to the return of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Rapture is imminent, rapture is imminent, the rapture of a church, the nations are ready. If you look at you know, if you go in, in, in the Bible says we should watch and pray. The Bible says the Lord God gave us a word. In this month of July, um, from you know the book of Revelation chapter three verse eight, Revelation three verse eight, and First Samuel thirteen verse eight. But I'm I'm going to read the book of um, you know, for us Revelations. I'm going to read that, and and we and we'll begin to close the book of Revelation chapter three verse. You know, for verse 8, it says, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Verse 9, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Verse 10, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Verse 11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Verse 12. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I'll write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven for my God, and I'll write upon him my new name. Verse 13. He that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. God is saying to you and I, as many as have given their life to Jesus Christ, as many as have accepted the authority of the Lord and submitted their lives to the kingship, to the rulership, to the dominion, to the authority of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus said to us, Behold, I come quickly. He has given us open doors which no man can shut. See, he will make them, of, you know, in verse 8, verse 9, he will make them of the snuggle of Satan. Who say they are Jews? Who pretend? 
who you know and and are not but do, but do lie. Say I will make them to come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved thee. God is gonna you know you know um set us apart and you know use us. I mean, I, I, you know, for his glory, people will see the hand of God upon us and they will know that God has loved us. And God promised us that He that because we have kept the word of his patience, he will keep us from the hour of temptation which shall come upon the all the whole world. The world is sitting on it, you know, you know, on a precipice. Any moment from now, as soon as the as soon as the rapture occurs, the world will enter into a time of tribulation. What was called great tribulation, but the Lord has promised us His children, who you know that because we have kept the word of His patience, He also will keep us from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. And what does the Lord say to us? Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. What is God saying to us? We're gonna, you know, uh, in, we're gonna be rounding it off here. The Lord has a message for us, for His church. Hold that fast. Say, behold, I come quickly. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Can you share this message across the world? Let it go across, let it go all over the globe. Let this message go to the whole earth, to the church. The Lord is saying to us tonight, today, behold, I come with revelations, train from verse 8 to 2. To 13. If you have time, you can read it. Verse 11 says, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast. My brother, my sister, friend, hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. That no man take thy crown. Now, it is unfortunate that there are so many people that their, you know, their crowns are being taken away. If you read, you know, you know, an example of that was a man by the name Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot was, I mean, he had one of the, one of the, you know, the best positions. I mean, he had the opportunity to, um, to, 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 I mean, <laughs> The the twelve disciples of Jesus, the Bible talked about that you know they they you know in heaven they will have a special place. These people that that suffered with Jesus, that you know they are, and one of them was Jesus Iscariot. He had the opportunity, you know, to enjoy all the you know all the honor of being one of the founders, you know, of you know of being one of the the you know, the, the disciples of Jesus. But he chose to no, he missed it. Why? Because of you know, you know, um greed, because of love of money. The love of money is the root of all evil, you know, you know, if I say love of all evil, love of money for 30 pieces of silver, he betrayed the master, he betrayed his lord. What what are we what are we betraying Jesus for? What is it? 30 pieces of silver. What is that thing compared to eternity? Compared to all that the Bible says, eyes have not seen nor ears heard. What God has in store for you and I. Heaven is waiting. God, Jesus said in John 14, he said, 
In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Say so when he's done, he will come back and take us. That, you know, that we'll be with him. That where he is, we will be also. God, you know, can you imagine, a, you, know, you know, what somebody, a, you know, God is preparing for, for over 2,000 years? Now, it must be something else. I mean, I mean, do you want to miss that? Jesus said to us, hold fast what we have that, that we will not lose our crown, that no man take our crown. Look at, if you read the book of Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verse, you know, verse 15. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of names together were about 120. 120. Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled with the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David. Spoke Concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. Verse 17, for he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst of all and all his bowels gushed out. And it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem in so much as that field is called in their proper tongue account. The Marites say the field of blood. Verse 20, for it's written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate and let no man dwell therein, and his bishop Rick let another take. Now, the place of Jesus Cariot, somebody else took it because for, for what he did, you know, he you know, he you know, he he committed suicide, he killed himself. That was judgment for him. He betrayed Jesus, he betrayed the King of Kings, and, and wherever he is, he'll be regretting for eternity. And 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 here we see that his place was taken. And Jesus, in, in the book of Revelation chapter 3, verse, verse 11, is giving us a charge today. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Let us pray. Father and our God, we thank you for your word that has come for this, this morning. Your word you said will not return to you void. It will fulfill the purpose for which it was sent. Father, we have heard your word today. Holy Spirit of God, search us, search our hearts, Lord, search our hearts, Lord, Lord, remove anything in our heart that is against you, that does not fall in, I mean, that, that does not glorify you, search our hearts, O God, purify our hearts, cleanse us from every sin, take away pride, arrogancy, evil way, throw up mouth from us, make us holy, righteous, blameless, because the Bible says, without holiness, say, follow peace with all men, and holiness, without which no man, no I, shall see the Lord. Father, we don't want to be a castaway. Hey, Paul, Apostle Paul said that he, he promotes his body. He, in, at the end, it's, it's, you know, he, you know, he, he will not, after all this suffering, be a castaway. Father, we ask you, prepare us, O God. Father, prepare us. You say, behold, I come quickly. Father, prepare us for your coming, that none of us, none of us will be, you know, Lord, that, that none of us will be missing at, you know, on the last day, at the marriage feast of the Lamb. You say we are the bride of Christ. Lord, Lord we are preparing for the marriage feast of the Lamb that will take place in heaven after the rapture. Father, no, Lord, we pray that you will, you will preserve us. You will keep us, O God, that no man will take our crown. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. We cover our life with the blood of Jesus. We commit our lives to you. Lord, 
you that unto you who is able to keep us from falling and to present us blameless before your before you at your coming, preserve us and, and bring us into your heavenly kingdom. We submit our lives to you. Have your way in our life. Help us to daily walk with you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. We cover our spirit, soul, and body with the blood of Jesus. Thank you for answered prayers. Father, I pray that everyone that hears this message around the world, you will do something new in their lives. For those who do not know Jesus, Lord, Today, may they give their lives to Lord, may they accept you and say, I want you to pray this prayer. If you do not know the Lord, say this prayer to me. Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me all my sins. I've heard your word today. I want to be your child. I want to be sure of my salvation. Forgive me. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me and make me whole. I hand over my life to you. Have your way. In Jesus' name. If you have prayed this prayer, you are saved. May the Lord strengthen you as you obey his word in Jesus' name.